Welcome to the C3 Podcast, where conversation connects our community with Angelia Pelham. Angelia, welcome back. It has been a while since you and I have had a chat over the podcast format since the campaign closed. So welcome back to your own podcast again. (laughs) It is so exciting to be with you again, Wendy. Um, Certainly under different circumstances. Yes, yes. A lot less stressful, but I'm just thrilled to be here today. Yeah, so today's topic, and I want everyone to note that we have changed the name of the podcast. Um, Angelia has decided to change this podcast format to talk about conversations that connect our community, hence the three C's um, in the name of the podcast. But this first episode, we've decided to entitle Managing Many Hats. And so, Angelia, what does that mean? What's been going on with you since June 1st, Election Day? Oh, my gosh. What has been going on with me since uh, June 1st? Just so many things. And I want to go back um, to the title of the podcast and the videos which really transitions us out of uh, campaign mode and really starts to focus on topics that uh, impact our residents and creating conversations so that we can continue to connect our community. So that's why we transitioned out of the Pelham podcast to really more focused on having community conversations because I think that's what's going to bridge the gap um, when it comes to us learning more about each other and just building a stronger community. Yeah. Um, in terms of what have I been doing since June? Um, yes, many hats. I'm really excited to um, to now sit on council in place three. It's been an exciting transition for me. Learning a lot about our city and how decisions are made and getting to know city staff has all been just a, a wonderful experience. And on the side, I've been uh, continuing to focus on growing my business, Real Talk Executive Coaching. Um, and, and we do a lot of strategic um, coaching, uh, a lot of uh, strategic planning, which I'm doing a, a lot right now for uh, a number of clients, uh, diversity and inclusion training. So really busy from uh, a, a corporate perspective with my firm. And then on a personal note, uh, my daughter has gone off to college, our, my, our only child. Uh, she's in New York at Columbia. And and is loving life, but yes. uh, being a, an in, being empty nesters, my husband and I are still trying to figure that out because it's different. We get to choose what restaurants we go to and yes. what movies we watch, and we're not used to being in control of our own lives. So it's been it's been very interesting. Well, good. Well, coming out of COVID, um, many women are now no longer working these traditional, you know, get in the car, drive there at 8.30, and then get in the car and drive home at 5.30. They're working from home. So there's no more like distinction between this is my work time, this is my home, personal activity, hobbies, friends, church, everything else time. So how do you recommend that we, as women, but also as men, um, regain some of that space in our lives to where we're not feeling like we're constantly taking one hat off and putting another one on? Yeah, you know, I think post-COVID, even more so, has amped up the the fluid life of yeah. women. And 
work and family and church and all the things that we do are a lot more fluid because in many cases we're not having to physically leave the house and leave that defined space and go to another defined space of work. And so it all kind of blends in together. And so for me, I have to make a conscious effort to put on my calendar time for this or time for that. Um, Otherwise, it just will blend and flow together. You'll go from, you know, getting up in the morning and maybe putting on um, whatever your transitional clothing might happen to be grabbing your coffee, going into your office. And if you're not mindful, you could be in the office all day um, just because it's comfortable and it's in the house. So I think the first thing is it's a mindset. You have to determine that you that it's important to put those things on your calendar. And for me, what gets on my calendar tends to get done. Yeah. Um, maybe not always well, but it tends to get done. And so I, I would say the first step is, you know, prioritizing it and putting it on the calendar and setting aside time. So for me, I, you know, I, I make at least two to three times a day time to check in with my daughter or check in with my husband. And so I'm conscious of that. So it's just prioritizing that time because it's so fluid nowadays and you, Otherwise, time will get away from you. Exactly. So what about guilt? Can you share with our listeners how you manage your own personal expectations and others' expectations around the, I like to call it, shoulding on yourself? How do you manage the the shoulds on yourself? Yeah, I, I will tell you, I have gotten better with that um, over the years. Early in my career, when I was on this high of really building my career. I traveled about 60% of the time. My daughter was young and I had so much guilt. I I had this guilt of, um, am I prioritizing my career over my family and over being a mother? And um, I I just remember days where I would fly out in the morning and I'd go to my daughter's bedroom and stand over her bed while she was sleeping and just cry and then wipe my eyes and go, get on my plane. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the guilt is real. Um, and it's something that women in many cases have to deal with. But I think at the end of the day, it's a personal decision in terms of um, what is balance to you. People can preach balance, but balance is different for different people. Um, for me, I outsource a lot because that gives me balance. So I don't want to spend my time cleaning my own house. Um, right. So I set aside and I save for that so that yeah. someone can come in and help me with that. Yeah. Um, and so delegating and outsourcing. delegating and outsourcing, I think, is really important. And if you can do that, I mean, I there are areas that I have to cut back in order to to be able to do that. But that yeah. is important enough for me to say, OK, I would rather my quality time being spent with my husband now um, than, you know, I don't know, doing laundry or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So before we sat down for this conversation, I did a little research and I found a quote. So I'm going to read the quote and I want Angelia's thoughts on this. A woman wears many hats in one lifetime. Why shouldn't one of them be a crown? Ooh, I like that. (laughs) I like that. That is, I I agree with that. I think we do wear so many hats, Um, whether it's being a mother or a wife or Um, a caregiver, which I was, to my mom before she passed last year, or um, being an executive in corporate or running your own business, as you well know. I mean, those are all really big hats. And I think the crown is um, equally as important. And that is taking time for yourself, um, pampering yourself, um, being mindful of what um, makes you feel happy and special. Mm -hmm. And 
putting that on the calendar. For example, I am getting my massage today. Oh, um, yay. And I try to do that every Friday because that is what, um, that's what's putting on the crown for me. Yes. That, that helps me center and relax. And there's so many other things that I could be doing at that time, but I made a conscious decision that nothing is more important than me time. And so that is that is something I try to do every Friday afternoon. I was going to say, that's a nice separation also between the the work week and the weekend. Yes. It's like a signal to your mind and your body that now we're going to move into this part of my life, which is more relaxation yep. and lower key. Yep. That's great. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Since the election in June, have you found that our community has come together better? And if so, in what ways? You know, um, I have had a unique perspective sitting on council because um, admittedly prior to sitting on council, there were so many activities that were happening in the city Mm -hmm. that I just either never knew about or um, never took the time to uh, participate. And sitting on council your mindset shifts where you really want to engage with the residents and you really want to see where their daily interactions are and what matters to them. And so I've been scheduling and prioritizing on my calendar events out in the community. And so I'm getting a chance to see our community and to see um, how we do interface and um, how we come together as a community. And so I would say I'm not sure if it's shifted, but my perspective has shifted because I'm now able to get out in the community and see all the great things that we're doing as a city. And I I absolutely love it. And and I am um, more delighted than ever to live in this great city of Frisco. That's wonderful. Well, as we wrap up this episode, are there any parting thoughts that you'd like to leave us with until we visit with you next time? Yeah. So one of the things that I will encourage our our residents to do here in Frisco is just continue to seek ways to get involved. And it doesn't have to be volunteering and giving of your time, but there's just so many fun events that are happening in the city that, you know, just, you know, take an opportunity to get involved, attend one of those community events. If you're wondering what's happening in the city, go to the Frisco web, the, the Frisco, Texas, um, that gov website. There's a lot of things listed there, but just get active in the community because there's just, we're just such a great community. One of the, the biggest things that I've seen that, um, we have to offer in the city is just our beautiful parks and, yeah. Um, trails and 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 we spend a lot of time talking about those facilities so that our residents can get involved in downtown and mm-hmm. you know there's just so much for us as a community to get involved with in Frisco and so I would encourage our residents to get involved uh, in that way and then also get involved in in learning um, more about leadership in the city there's um, leadership Frisco which is a class that starts every year there's City Hall 101. There's so many opportunities. And even for our youth, our teens, there's the Mayor's Youth Council, which just um, started their first class. So just great ways to get involved in the community. And that would be my encouragement to our residents here in Frisco. Well, awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us on this first episode of the C3 podcast, but definitely not the first time that we have seen and heard from Angelia. So we invite you to download, subscribe, and please share this podcast with your Frisco friends and visit AngeliaForFrisco.com where she is still maintaining up-to-date content on what's going on around town, her thoughts on different things that are happening and things that are coming before council, and uh, just stay connected to her because uh, 
there's everything there where you can subscribe to her email list and stay connected with Angelia. Great. Thank you, Wendy. Again, I'm excited uh, to start this. And and as you mentioned, this won't be the last. We're looking at doing this um, on a frequent basis. Uh, And the reason, and I think you opened up with it, is, you know, oftentimes when you're elected, um, you or during the campaign, you stay really close to the residents and they get a chance to hear your voice and see your face often. But then you get that you get in that seat and sometimes, you know, life just happens and you don't get a chance to connect with the residents as often. And so my commitment is to stay as connected with our community as I was during the campaign. I I don't want to do a disappearing act now that I'm in the seat. Exactly. That is such an admirable goal. We look forward to seeing you all next time here on the C3 Podcast, where conversation connects our communities.